summer there was no baseball They called the strikes and just went home The lights went out inside the ball Play ball, gee, it's a wonderful day. Play ball, let's get the game underway. Play you with the hot dogs to over here. Where's that peanut vendor and the guy with all the beer? Strike one. Your favorite players at bat. Strike two. You squirm and fuss with your hat. And then you see him tag one right on the nose. And then you watch it going, going, going. There, there it goes. What are we waiting for? Play ball. The Giants and the Dodgers will be at each other's throat. The Reds and Cubs and Pirates, when they beat you, how they gloat. The Phillies and the Cardinals are full of beefs and squawks. And watch out for the Braves, they'll scalp you with their tomahawks. The White Sox and the Senators are quite a fighting bunch. The A's and Browns will always try to beat you to the punch. The Indians are scrappy and they're mighty hard to beat. The Tigers love to claw and they're the Tigers' special meat. The Red Sox and the Yankees are a mighty potent crew. They'll really try to beat you to a pulp before they're through. Let's grab a cab, I'll pay the tab, we'll sit and pack a third. We'll root and boo and holler like you never, never heard. Wonderful day. Play ball. Let's get the game underway. Everyone's excited, waiting to cheer. What a thrill to see that pill get smacked and disappear. Strike one. Your favorite players at bat. Strike two. You squirm and fuss with your hat. And then you see them tag one right on the nose. And then you watch it going, going, going. There, there it goes. goes. What are we waiting for? Let's get the game underway. What are we waiting for? Gee, it's a wonderful day. <laughs> Let's start the game. Welcome, here we are. This is the triple header, our third baseball record show. With the strike averted. The strike is averted. I'm Guy. I'm Chip. And this is Shellac and Vinyl. You've tuned in to hear uh, an hour, an hour and a half of a bunch of uh, novelty songs all about baseball. Some of them aren't novelty songs, but they may as well be. Cause that's Some are what... just good baseball songs. True. Yeah. Uh, but... Mostly they're novelty songs. <laughs> okay, we started that because baseball off, is a pastime. We we started that off with an aborted uh, playing of a song about the baseball strike that was averted here last week, and the song itself was kind of a downer. It wasn't downer. as as a strike should be. So it was called the 
The that Summer Without Baseball, wasn't it something like that? The Summer There Was No Baseball by <laughs> Randy Haspel. What year was it? 1981. Oh. So there was, there's been work stoppages over the course of the, you know, several, last several decades now and then. And uh, 1981, I think, was a big one. Yeah, I, I, I didn't remember 81 being a big one. But it, I remember, I certainly remember there was a season where there was almost no season for a long, like, went a long time. Wasn't 81 the year where the uh, Kingdom tiles fell? No. Okay. I believe that's in the 90s. All right. Well, that was one of the years they had a uh, interruption too because probably like ninety five. They were they were no ninety five was the uh, that was the that refuse was to lose refuse to lose season. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Well, we we could probably Google it, but we're not going to as far as I know. Maybe you will. That last song, the one that was actually the first song was how we're going to get the show in gear. It's called Play Ball by Frank Duvall on Capital 78. So, baseball, Chip, tell us a story. Well, uh, I had the inquisitive uh, thought to ask, when did spring training start? Because, uh, of course, everyone knows spring training is going on now. And we have... Uh, some folks, friends of ours, who make the pilgrimage to Arizona to see the Mariners uh, in Arizona every year. Uh, so I was thinking to myself that baseball started as kind of a company town thing, and I couldn't believe that they had spring training way back then in the 1800s. What did you find out? I was <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Spring train started in the 1890s. The first time was the Chicago White Stockings, now the Cubs. They're no, no. yeah, the, the White Stockings. White Stockings are the White Sox. No, uh, apparently the White Stockings became the Cubs, oh. and then when they got a second team, they brought back the name. Okay. Anyway, uh, their owner, a guy named Spalding decamped to Hot Springs, Arkansas to prepare for the season. And because they had such a great season that year, the year's not specified, but it's in the 1890s, uh, other teams followed suit. Little known fact. Well, not that little known. Big known fact about the Spalding guy. He he was, that's who they named the baseball, I mean the uh, sporting, company? Goods, sporting yeah. goods store for. Might have been you don't his. think he was involved? I, I I would have thought he would be involved. It might have been his. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But they have they use Spalding baseballs. I had a Spalding mitt when I was growing up. Isn't uh, Wilson in the movie Castaway an actual Spalding ball? It could be. It would be interesting. <laughs> I always thought a, that was an interesting little quirk. <laughs> yeah, it could have been Rawlings, or it could have been Wilson for that matter. <laughs> well, as I recall. Uh, his dentist was Spalding. Oh. So that's why he called the ball Wilson. Oh, I see. And then, of course, we find out later that his wife actually married the dentist. <clears throat> so anyway, we digress. You, that, that was, there was no baseball in that movie, so we digress. You know much more about that movie than I Well, I do. just thought it was a really interesting quirk to take a Spalding ball and name it Wilson. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, let's, uh, let's resume with our baseball songs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Can you catch? 
Will you hold the ball when you step to the plate? Will you swing and fall if you play? You gotta know how it's done. Can you catch? Can you hold the hard one? I mean, baby, do you know the game? I mean, baby, do you know the game? Called down inside his shirt, just trying to find a place to get out of the sun. But the pitcher, he was a ticklish lad, and he threw the ball like a man gone mad. It hit the mitt, and the umpire cried, strike one. Now the pitcher started to twist around, but it seemed the bee sort of settled down, so the boy decided that he was just imagining the thing. But the bee was beginning to get real hot, so he picked him out a nice soft spot, grabbed back on his two hind legs, and started to sting. Well, the pitcher jumped about five feet high and he flung the ball with an awful cry where he got that new style wind-up nobody knew. Then the batter stood like his back was broke as the ball came by in a cloud of smoke and the umpire with a laugh yelled, strike two. Now the batter was laughing with all his might for the pitcher was really a comical sight as he tugged and twisted and uh, tried to shake that bee. But the bee found another ticklish spot and the ball came in like a rifle shot. The umpire blinked his eyes and called, strike three. 
Well, the game was over and the home team won. The pitcher, seeing his work was done, ripped off his shirt in front of that howling mob. As the whole team laughing gathered round, he threw his shirt on the pitcher's mound and out flew the little old bee that had done the job. They put the bee in baseball in the game that played. Now it's written in the record books of fame. It may be strange, but it's true. And everybody knew it was the bee that won the Position cracked with my leg like the shell of an egg. Someone call a decent physician. I know he'd roll. I can't pretend, though my mind is quite flexible. These brittle bones don't bend. I'm growing old. As the waters get colder Tries to steer clear of the humdrum so near It cuts prop scars deep in his shoulder But that's how it goes Right to the end Though his body's quite flexible That barnacle Let those winds of change 
this sermon today, said the Reverend Jones, is baseball and whence it came. If you take the good book and you take a good look, you will find the first baseball game. It says Eve stole first and Adam second. Solomon umpired the game. Rebecca went to the well with the pitcher And Ruth in the field made a name Goliath was struck out by David A base hit made on Abel by Cain And the prodigal son made a great home run Brother Noah gave checks out for rain Now old Saint Pete was checking errors Also had charge of the gate Solomon may sacrifice Big John the Baptist Who wound up ahead on the plate Delilah was pitching to Samson When he brought down the house with a clout And the angels that day Made a double play, that's when Adam and Eve were thrown out. Now Jonah wailed and went down swinging. Later he popped up again. A lion drive by old Nebuchadnezzar made Daniel warm up in the pen. Satan was pitching that apple. It looked Though he might fan them all But then Joshua let go With a mighty blow And he blasted one right at the wall Shouting, come along And let's play ball Okay, well, hey. Nat so King, that was Nat King Cole. That? Right there, Nat King Cole. I could not find it on the Google, though. It's it's actually kind of a hard one to find. I typed in Nat King Cole baseball. Yeah. Nothing exists. The... Nat King Cole song about baseball. Nothing, nothing exists. exists. Nat King Cole Bible baseball. Nothing exists. Did you ever find it? No. It's the first baseball game. Ah. And it's... Uh, we played a version of that by Johnny Mercer. I think maybe last last baseball show but we got a picture sleeve see look at that picture sleeve 45 okay then yeah baseball yeah I don't know I just keep on acquiring these things getting set up for baseball shows in perpetuity this is a funny little story I'm gonna tell it now so please when when we were prepping to determine when we were gonna do this newest show Chip uh, asked me what I thought we'd be able to do a show about. And I said, well, I've got enough baseball records to do one more show. And since the strike has ended and spring training's underway and the Mariners look like they're going to have a great year, let's do the last Christmas show, I mean, the last baseball show and, and play all the records that I've got out. And he said, okay. So then I gathered the records that I was prepared to play today and there's probably enough for three maybe four more shows <laughs> so if we keep on doing this for years then someday 
we'll play them all. Meanwhile, out of Guy's presence, I said, like, he said it's the last show. I can't believe that. There's got to be thousands of baseball songs, and Guy's got to have hundreds of them. Which is <laughs> true. I have hundreds, at least a hundred of them. At least a hundred. That won't get us through four baseball shows. I mean, we play about 20, 25 shows a songs a show. No, it'll be about 16 or 17. That's an hour and a half about. That's how it usually it pans out with our talking. 16 shows gets us to about an hour 16 15 songs. Or okay. an hour and a half. Anyway, <clears throat> so we played that King Cole doing that uh first baseball the game. First baseball game with the, Noah watching out for the rain. Yeah, absolutely and Rebecca and Ruth and, even Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't know if you most people would say Nebuchadnezzar, I would think. All right. Uh, it's an Old Testament thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, this you may be surprised that at one time I could say both the New Testament uh, books and the Old Testament books in order by memorization. You never cease to amaze me. Yeah, well, that was, that's, yeah. <laughs> Those are the days. Anyway. I never had that question on my uh, on your L- Catholic S- Catholic school test, my religion exam. I, this was not a school thing. This was a Sunday school thing, and uh-huh. my, my parents, you know, were big into it. Anyway, we started that off with Mabel Scott doing baseball boogie on King seventy eight. That's a good way to get going. Uh, after that, we did a song called "The Bee That Won the Baseball Game" by. Tommy Burden. I never heard that before. The bee that won the baseball game. And then, surprising, we had a, a, a Jimmy Buffett baseball song. I was a little disappointed. <clears throat> How were you disappointed? It was Margaritaville <laughs> dressed up in baseball. Hey, that's I mean, his it was, That's just what he does. It was just a little too close. I mean, I just think like, come on, Jimmy, how many how many Margaritaville songs can you write? But he only did one verse about baseball, really, the first verse. Yeah. So I had to play it. No, no, it's definitely was, definitely worth a play. Well, Didn't know it existed, so definitely worth a play. Absolutely. It's like one of those things where, like, you know, like I've talked to you before about bringing records up from the basement and not knowing what they are and putting them on the platter and just, oh, there's that. Well, that's kind of how I found out about that song. There you go. Yeah. It was a 45. Yes, it was. Uh, And then we ended it up, of course, with uh, Nat King Cole. So what was I going to do? Oh, I know what I'm going to do. Before we get too far down into the, into the, the show, I am going to... The right field bleachers? <laughs> yeah, into the, into the bleachers. I'm going to um, ask your indulgence. I in in the Connecticut records there was a without the without the cover without the actual album there was a a a two record set called the Brooklyn Baseball Cantata 78s on RCA Victor and it's a four part. Um, it's a four-part cantata, you know. So I'm going to play. So it. refresh my memory for our listeners. A cantata is, I think it's like some sort of choir, just like an overture of some kind. Yeah, with it's different vocals. parts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm going to play all four sides consecutively. So there will be. My gosh! All right, we're 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 all in for the cantata. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. 
dawn over the city, the city sleeps. Only the milkmen tread the quiet street. Sleepy patrolmen walk their beats. The city sleeps. Brooklyn rests. Sleep well, Flatbush. Rest gently, Williamsburg. Toss not Greenpoint. Toss not Greenpoint. For today is the day of Brooklyn, the day of the big game. Oh, Brooklyn. up to the jet in the rear. Look at them, folks. Truck drivers, teachers. They're sitting in the boxes, sitting in the bleachers. Each housewife businessman. Salesman. Broker. Grocer. Typist tailor, shipping clerk. Leans forward in his seat as the faithful hour grows closer. Get your hot dogs while they're hot. Some with mustard, some with not. Scorecards, programs, hey, pass this up to the jet in the rear. And now, folks, the fans will see the Brooklyn National Anthem. Old Dodgers, brave Dodgers, oh, justify your noble trust. Ever onward, ever upward, until you bust. Dodgers, brave Dodgers. But now the game is about to start. 
One of the teams has just left the dugout. It's the Dodgers! Please, I'm the announcer. And besides, it's not the Dodgers, it's the New York Yankees. Ooh. And behind them another team. And who could it be? You guessed it. It's the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah. And now there's only one person missing, a very sweet person here. And who could that person be? The umpire. That umpire, folks, is he a rat? Why, he's the lowest rat that ever called his own full mother out at voice. Called his mother out at voice. And that's not the voice. And that's not the voice. He's from the Bronx. Kill the umpire, kill the umpire, kill the umpire, kill the umpire. Burn the dirty rat in Earl. Bounce a bottle off his head, leave him on the field for death. Burn the umpire, shoot the umpire, choke the umpire, hang the umpire, kill the umpire. Please, folks, don't hold it against me. I'm not an umpire because I want to be. It isn't that. I've had a very unhappy childhood. When I was a child, it drove me wild. When the other kids wouldn't let me play, I resolved that they'd come a day in the not-so-distant future. I have my revenge. So I went to the devil and I sold him my soul. And always in my mind was just one goal. That one fine day I would slap the world's face for never having let me play second base. I have my revenge. So I went to where they taught me to call a ball for a strike and a strike for a ball. I learned to be wrong nine times out of ten. I shattered my ties with all decent men. So now I'm an umpire glad of the chance of singing the tune that will make them all dance. I rant and I roar and I scream and I shout. I stand at the plate and I call them all out. Even DiMaggio himself. I had my revenge, revenge, revenge. <laughs> Play ball. Inning after grueling inning, first the Dodgers do the winning, then the Yankees win instead. Make with coices on their heads. Grooving after grooving inning. First the Dodgers do the winning. Then the Yankees win instead. Make with coices on their heads. Brooklyn's day will come. And now, folks, let me tell you about the last half of the nine. It's seven to four in favor of the Yankees. Two men are out and the bases are loaded. 
But all of a sudden, here comes a pinch hitter. He isn't a rookie. He's our own cookie. Our own cookie. Wait, he's heading for the grandstand. His girlfriend is sitting there. Hark, she sings to him. Listen. It's up to you. winds up. Here's the pitch. It's a strike one. Yes, sir. It's a strike, folks. There comes the next pitch. Ball one. And it's one and one. Here it comes. Strike two. Ball two. Two and two. The suspense is awful. Ball three. This is it, folks. This is the pitch. Here it comes. I can't look. Nothing's impossible. It's bound to happen sometime. 
It could happen next year. Just wait till next year comes. Any similarity to characters, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Brooklyn, baseball, cantata. So, boy, wasn't that like going to church? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever heard of that before? I haven't, and the Google has nothing on it, but you have you had more successful research. Yes, I did. I, I actually sent you the link just before we shut her down. Uh, I'm going to find it. <clears throat> okay. So that there was actually an NPR um, show about this in 2004. I found that. Interesting. And then I found this other thing that described what it was. This is, um, so a guy named George Kleinsinger in 1937 wrote the Brooklyn Baseball Cantata. And he used lyrics by a guy named Michael Stratton as his text in 1937. So then Robert Merrill was a famous baritone in the... For the um, Met Opera. The, 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 the Metropolitan Opera. In Born in Williamsburg uh, New York? section of Brooklyn. Yeah, he was a Brooklyn boy. Right. And he, he, liked, he loved baseball. So he put this together and formed a, a thing. You know, he, they performed it. And it was... Um, if, this, this article says, a truly American version of Gilbert and Sullivan. It's an operetta in miniature, a slice of real life, the American McCoy. Anyway, <laughs> it's a little bit hyperbolic, but... It, and then, of course, Robert Merrill became famous beyond the Met for singing the national anthem for the New York Yankees. Oh, no. <laughs> Beginning in 1969. And he hated the Yankees. Well, not not in 1969. <laughs> well, he, they had gone by And that, he yeah. did it. Yeah, Brooklyn was, was in L.A. by yeah. then, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, he was there as he complained once near the end of his life that he was known as the oh say can you see guy <clears throat> because the Yankees had brought him back to sing the national anthem so many times. Yeah, well, so it's it's an interesting piece. It's it's a little dry. It's different. Yeah, but I'm glad we played it. We don't it's baseball. To, we don't have to go through a whole litany of who was that and this and that. And it is who it is. Robert Merrill sang it. Did we get a year on it, though? What is it like 1941 or something? Um, written in 37. but Written in 37. And I found this other. Merrill was born in 17. So he would only have been 20. Probably wasn't recorded maybe until the 50s. Uh, it doesn't say on that NPR thing. Hmm. No, it was recorded in the 40s because it's on 78. Okay, then. Let's see here. Maybe maybe this has got it. Um, 1948. All right. Well, how about an uplifting baseball song now? All right. Let's do that. Okay. Hit that ball, hit with so we got 
he hits that ball. When he swung his bat, the crowd went wild because he knocked that ball a solid mile. Yeah, boy. Yes, yes, Jackie hits that ball. Satchel Page is Maryland, so is Campanella. Newcomb and Dovey, too. But it's a natural fact when Jackie comes to bat, the other team is through. Boy, it ain't Jackie Robinson hit that ball. And he hit it, boy, and had it all in store. Yes, yes, Jack is real gone. <laughs> Page is Maryland, so is Campanella, Newcomb and Dovey too. But it's an after fact when Jackie comes to bat, the other team is through. Boy, hey, Jackie Robinson hit that ball, did he hit it? Boy, Harry, all is going Yes, yes, Jackie is real gone. Jackie is a real gone guy. Let me tell you about a dream I had the other night. The scene was at a baseball park. It was a wondrous sight. The time was late September. Pennant fever filled the air. And in the park, a crowd of 50,000 fans were there. The starting pitcher was Janeski. And the catcher was Tyshinsky. And on second, Mazarowski, pennant fever filled the air. And on short was Dick Trusevsky. First base coach was Ted Trusevsky. And in center was Yastrzemski. All the Polish stars were there. On third base was Grobarkowitz. A brand new star was he. And then we had Ken Shotkiewicz. He filled it brilliantly. Warming up was Paranowski. By his side was Modrabowski. On the bench was Ron Klimkowski and Vashlevsky too. Came the ninth, there was no scoring. Until then, the game was boring. Suddenly, there came a roaring and the fans went wild. Cause Mazarowski got a single Dick Trusevsky a safe bingle, then Yastrzemski hit the ball a mile across the right field wall. The manager was Sakowitz, <laughs> a jolly guy was he. His full name was Sig Sakowitz. Sig Sakowitz? Sig Sakowitz? That's me! What a wonderful dream. What a wonderful dream. Say hey! 
There's a new thriller dealer on Coogan's Bluff A horse hide killer that's rough and tough Fans by the millions are singing his praise Say hey Willie Mays Got an arm like DiMaggio, runs like Cobb Could this be speaker back on the job? He keeps lippy-dippy with his magical place. Say hey, Willie Mays. In New York town, believe it or not, when the pennant flag is raising, the Duke will crown him Prince of Swat. If Willie keeps on amazing, I'm not any prophet or prophet's son. But he'll be the daddy when the Duke is done. So put all your money on the Birmingham blaze. Say hey, Willie Mays. He runs like a rabbit, sly as a fox. Got home run habits in the batter's box. He bangs that ball and say, Hey, it's over the fence and far away. Got eyes like an eagle watching the sky. It just ain't legal how he snags a fly. The minute they hit it, he's coming on to grab that ball when it's almost gone. Say, Willie, there's a story told, and I believe it's true. The Lord made you and lost the mold, so there's only one of you. So take me out to the ball game. There's a place in the baseball hall of fame where scribes are writing down Willie's name. For he's a credit to our national game. Glory to his name. Say hey. Jubilation in the promised land tonight 
fans are cheering as they never cheered before. And a record crowd is watching in their uniforms of white as the mighty babe comes home forevermore. There's a president to greet him. I can see them shaking hands, and I can't escape a tear that dims my eye as I picture all his buddies waving proudly from the stands to the mighty babe they knew in days gone by. Now a fiery little fellow waves a big ten-gallon hat, and I see a dapper playboy smiling too. There's a tugging at my heartstrings as the sultan stops to chat, and a famous old brown derby comes to view. Yes, the angels are rejoicing in the promised land tonight, and the brightest stars are twinkling in the sky. As the heavens claim a hero who has lost a noble fight, and the mighty babe is safe at home, on high. Safe at home, safe at home. Yes, tonight the mighty babe is safe at home. I can hear them cheering now as he takes another bow, and the master umpire calls out, safe at home. It's more church music. It was very churchy. Safe at home. Safe at home. It sounds like definitely like church music. I guess, you know, the babe was kind of worshipped. He was. <laughs> that was a song called Safe at Home. <laughs> I don't know much about the the babe and beating out th- throws to home. Seems to me that he probably crossed home plate rather easily most of his career. <laughs> Well, you know, when he was young, he was pretty athletic. Well, he was incredibly athletic throughout his, I mean. But he wasn't fat when he was young. Yeah, but even even when he was bigger, he still was amazing that he could do what he did. Yeah, I mean, did, have you ever noticed how skinny his legs were? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a group called the Jesters, and it's an old 78, a tribute to Babe Ruth, the mighty babe is safe at home. There you go. Yeah. Um, and because it mentioned the angels, I asked you, when did the California angels come into being? And I answered off mic that they were an expansion team in 1962, and their original name was the Los Angeles Angels. And then you asked me another question right when the song got over, and I didn't answer it yet, but then they became... The California Angels, I think, in the late 70s. And then they became... The Anaheim Angels. The Anaheim Angels. And then they... Which they are now, aren't they? No, they're the California Angels at Anaheim. <laughs> what what an important change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you were correct that Gene Autry was their original owner. And I think Gene Autry also was... That's kind of like Danny Kaye was the original Mariner owner. One of the original owners. One of the owners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Danny Kaye, we'll get there. Okay, let me... Just let me put a pin in that. Okay, so... In St. Patrick's Day? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Um, Before that was the trend years. No. It wasn't? No, no. We played the trend years on one of the first two shows. This is a cover of that song called... Say, Say hey. hey, Willie Mays by a guy named Johnny Long, who was maybe like a second tier uh, band leader, you know, okay. kind of like 
maybe a, a, a lesser Sammy K or K Kaiser, if you are familiar with those guys. Sammy K sounds familiar. K Kaiser. Swing and say, sw- sw- swing and sway with Sammy K. There you go. Yeah, and and um, K Kaiser was like that too, and and then Johnny Long was like maybe a minor league version of those guys. <laughs> uh, it, but not a bad, not a bad cover. And before that, it was kind of a clever song called The Polish Baseball Power by Sig Sakowicz. And it, it just was a song filled with guys. Polish baseball names. Polish baseball players. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's another version out somewhere in the atmosphere, and I, I don't know if it's on vinyl, but I have heard a digital version of it where it's the a, a famous polka singer, and I can't, it's not Frankie Yankovic, but it's another famous polka singer where he does a similar song, but it's it's much more upbeat and it's it's a lot of fun and he just runs through all sorts of Polish baseball players' names. <laughs> and before that, we started with a rhythm and blues guy called Buddy Johnson doing "Did You See Jackie Robinson Hit That Ball?" on a seventy-eight. We're playing a lot of seventy-eights tonight. Well, you know, baseball has a rich history. It does have a rich history. So we get to pull out the shellac. That's right. So what do you think of the Mariners this year? You, you excited to, to go to some games? I am. Uh, I don't know. It, it looks like uh, the pundits um, say that our farm system is really starting to pay off and yeah. we could we could actually maybe contend for something. Yeah, they, they made which a is nice. great trade for two Cincinnati Reds guys using one of their high, high prospects, a guy named Brandon Williamson, who is a shame to lose, but the guys they got back have a lot of potential. Well, I was thinking back to the last time when we were really in contention. Obviously, we had the record-setting season where we won all the games and then face-planted in the very first series. I forget what year that was, the f- maybe the first or second year with Ichiro, but I was yeah. I was thinking back to the ALCS with against Cleveland, which was, I think, the refused to lose years. 1995. And uh, I just have a vivid memory of that first Cleveland game and Jay Buhner dropping just a, a bonehead fly ball. And I just thought to myself, oh, this is not good. <laughs> well, was that the game where Bob Wolcott, a rookie who had just been called up in like August, started the game and walked the bases full in the first inning? Was that that game? Because I was at that game. And he got, he struck Well, no, because I think it started in Cleveland. Okay, so then it was the first game in Seattle. In Seattle, game and they, three. They, they, we were probably, I'm sure we were already down two. No, they were, they... Oh, and, we did one and one. We split the first two, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, they, I think they actually led the series at one point, and then they ended up losing it. Mm. Anyway, that's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to recall too many Mariners It's easy to recall Mariner losses. <laughs> it is. Sad they, ending. Last year, though, they, they won 90 games and they were in contention for the wild card until the very last game of the season. Yeah. No, kudos to them. I, I it, it Last year was very difficult for me. I'm, you know, I'm not a rabid baseball fan, but it was difficult to, like, look at the roster and really kind of realize that I didn't know anybody. Not, not, a, not a single player. Are you familiar with Julio? Julio who? 
Julio Rodriguez, their their touted prospect who may make the team this spring, but they it would so be a, as of last year, about the only guy I knew was Kellenick, and that was because he had made such a fuss about not being brought up earlier. So I was. And then you remember what happened when he did get right. called up? He, caught, he did or horrible. Zero for 50 or yeah. something. It was almost like Which, a, a major you know, league record. How I don't like to wish ill of people, but when somebody's just so full of themselves, I don't really mind seeing him getting a little taste of like, hey, you know. Well, what we can hope for is that he's learned his lesson. He's yeah. just going to he'll hit, come. He'll come now with a much more positive attitude. Hit the crap out of the ball yeah. this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, what... I'd like to play now. It's because it's we're. Can you imagine? We've already played fourteen songs. And, oh, and sixteen's the limit. Well, it's not the limit. We might we might exceed the limit. <laughs> might by, go into extra innings. We might exceed the limit. By the <laughs> so, it's we're gonna pretend like this is the seventh inning stretch. So we have to play a version of "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," which we will, a very old version. And then I want people to listen for the song following that because I'm happy to have finally gotten a copy of this record. Long sought after. For me, it was. In 1968, the Seattle Pilots were a major league baseball franchise for one year. And I actually went to a game at Six Stadium, went to bat day, and I I had a bat and then somehow it got lost. I don't know how that could have happened. And it never, it never showed up. It just kind of disappeared when I was away at law school and my parents' house. Uh, somehow, maybe it was... your Seattle Pilots bat. Yes. Was it one of those small souvenir bats? No, no. Oh, it was a, it, it was a it big was bat. A, it was a regular bat. It was a, a legitimate baseball bat that I played with. Oh, all right. And I do have some memorabilia from the uh, the Pilots. I've got a pilot hat in here. So I think. Yes. Up in there, up in that little area up there. You have ball four here in the bookshelves. Yes, and I've got another couple other Jim books about the pilots. Boughton. Jim Boughton wrote that. I've got down in the basement, I've got uh, the Seattle Pilots yearbook and several programs, although I only went to the one game. I have like four programs. But I have now... Then Bud Selig came and took them away. Yeah, that's right. I have the, the the Seattle Pilots theme song. Oh, I'm excited to hear that. Now we're going to play that after... Um, by Bill Boeing? No, it's by <laughs> Doris Doubleday. Another another kind of like, yeah. you know, double... I like it. Yeah, Bill Boeing? No, du- Doris Doubleday. Uh, and then and then we're, we're going to probably play other things. And we've got... I think maybe we'll go up to 20 because there's just too many records here. That I can't, I can't like just not play some more. All right. Okay. Here we go. I'll take me out to the ball game. All right. Everybody, stand up and stretch. That's right. Katie, Katie was baseball mad. Had the fever and had it bad. Just to root for the hometown through every school, Katie Blue. On a Saturday, her young beau called to see if she'd like to go to see a show. But Miss Kate said, no, I'll tell you what you can do. Take me 
out in the morning, take me out with the crowd, buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back, let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame, for it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Katie, for all the games, knew the players by their first name. Told the umpire he was wrong all along, good and strong. When the score was just two, 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 Katie, Katie knew what to do. Just to cheer up the boy she knew, she made the gang sing this song. Take me out to the board game, take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back, let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame, for it's one who respects your out at the old ball game. Take me out to the ball game, take me out with the crowd, buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back, let me run, root, root for the whole team. If they don't win, it's a shame, for it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Blue. 
And they stayed And they played And they made a dream come true So here's to the dream And here's to the team In Los Angeles Dodger Blue Wally Moon Wes Parker Manny Mota Norm Larker McMullen, McDevitt, McDermott, McBean, Doyle Alexander and Claude Osteen, Art Fowler, Dick Egan, Tommy Haller, Phil Regan, Simoli, Farillo, Hodges and Duke, Erskine and Koufax, Drysdale and Nuke, Smoky Walt Alston to Sweet Sweet Lou They all wore Dodger Blue Los Angeles Dodger Blue Some came up for just a cup of coffee While others stayed for many a season through But they all had a dream and they all made the team And they all wore Dodger blue Maury Wills Jim Ferry Norm and Larry Sherry Lefevre, Lasorda, Valentine Reese and Reese Clem Labine Roger Craig, Tom Hutton, Steve Yeager, Don Sutton, Will Hyde and Williams, Zimmer and Zahn, Garvey and Gilliam, Joshua and John, and Juan Marichal was a Dodger too. Even he wore Dodger blue Los Angeles Dodger blue And they stayed and they played And they made a dream come true So here's to the dream And here's to the team In Los Angeles So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 oh. I say O-M, O-M-A, O-M-A-L, O-M-A-L-L-E-Y, oh really, no O'Malley, Sandy Koufax, oh my Drysdale, Morley Wills, I love you so, and we defy, defy the J-I, J-I-N, J-I-N-T, J-I-N-T-S. Orlando Cepeda, 
is at bat with the bases jammed. Orlando Cepeda with a wham, bam. He hit a grand slam in the very first inning, but it's only the beginning. In the third, like a fight, we get to one and away. Then fairly hits into a double play. Here comes Big Frank Howard, yes siree. Boy, what a swing! Strike three. O-dem-B, O-dem-B-U, B-U-M, B-U-M-S. Them bums, them bums, them dry bums. Oh, they may be bums, but they're my bums. Top of the fifth, say hey, Willie Mays hits a three-bagger down the right field line. But he's out trying to stretch it to a homer as Roseboro tags him on the bottom of the spine with the crack you can hear all the way back up to San Francisco. Open your hospitals! Inning six, Maury Wills draws a walk in the coach's box. Leo DeRocher, Leo DeRocher starts to wiggle and to twitch. A signal? No, an itch. Go, Maury, go, Maury, go, go, go. Maury goes, the catcher throws right from the solar plexus. At the bag, he beats the tag, that mighty little waif. And umpire Conlon cries, you're out! Out? Out? Down in the dugout, Alston glowers. Up in the booth, Vince Scully frowns. Out in the stands, O'Malley grins. Attendance, 50,000. And what does O'Malley do? Bottom of the ninth, four to nothing, last chance, push the button, oh we're pleading, begging on our knees, come on you Flatbush refugees, Maury Wills at bat, hit it for me once, Stu Miller throws, Maury bunts, Cepeda runs to field the ball and Hiller covers first, Haller runs to back up Hiller, Hiller crashes into Miller, Miller falls, drops the ball, Conlon calls, safe, yeah! Miller grunts, Miller throws, Gilliam bunts. Cepeda runs to field the ball and Hiller covers first. Haller runs to back up Hiller, Hiller crashes into Miller. Miller falls, drops the ball, Conlon calls, safe. Yay, Conlon! Willie Davis gets a hit and Tommy does the same. Here comes Mr. Howard with the chance to win the game. Hit it once, Big Frank bunts! Cepeda runs to feel the ball, so does Hiller, so does Miller, Miller hollers, Hiller, Hiller hollers, Miller, Haller hollers, Hiller points to Miller with his fist, and that's the Miller, Hiller, Haller, hallelujah twist! The Davis score is four to four. Howard's still running the bases. From second to third, it's almost absurd. Amazement on everyone's faces. He's heading for home. He hasn't the chance. The poor nut is gonna be dead. But the ball hits him right in the seat of his pants. And he scores! That's using your head. So I say D. I say D O D O D G E R S. The team that's all hard, all hard and all thumbs. They're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think?
think we'll really win the pennant. got to be baseball in the name of that song because i didn't hear it in the lyrics well we were going for a a (laughs) dodge we're going for a dodgers theme today okay i was i was about to say you know we kind of over dodgered well if you remember the second show was all about the yankees yeah i was i was kind of realizing that that many of these baseball songs are either the yankees or the dodgers there's not which is why it was so wonderful to get that pilot song in there it's very new york centric uh well, okay. oh, that was L.A. Dodgers, though. This was that that last song was by Harry James, and it was called 
Dodgers fan dance. Harry James was a trumpet player. Uh, he was he started with the Benny Goodman group, and then he went out on his own. And you remember Frank Sinatra was his vocalist for a while. Mm-hmm. He was an incredible trumpet player, and he was a huge baseball fan. In fact, he the the Harry James Orchestra had a team, and they would play other bands' teams. Like Cab Calloway had a team. Uh, anyway, so he was a big Dodgers <laughs> fan. And that, that song was called Dodgers Fan Dance. That was issued on Columbia on a 78. Before that, we heard Danny Kay. I told you we were going to circle around to Danny Kay. And we did. Danny Kay was a big baseball fan also. He, as you mentioned earlier, was one of the original owners of the Mariners. And this particular song was about the Dodgers, the L.A. Dodgers. Before that, we did another Dodgers song by a guy named Dave Frischberg, a jazz pianist, and that song was called Dodger Dodger Blue. I think that recently Dave, oh, yeah. I think Dave Fishberg, Frischberg died within the last year. I'm thinking that's right. Hmm. I'm not sure. We can Google that. And um, we be, right before that was Doris Doubleday doing the Pilots theme song. What do you think of that? I liked it very much. You remember a guy named Rod Belcher? He was a local uh, PR guy, and he uh, I think he worked as a newscaster on Channel 11 KSTW, but at the time it was KNTN, KNTN, KTNT, KTNT, uh, Rod Belcher. He wrote that song. All right, then. You ever heard of Rod Belcher? The name sounds familiar, but no, not really. I, I think he had some role with the early Sonics in like the late 60s. And before that, we heard a very, very early version of Take Me Out to the Ball Game on Columbia by a guy named Harvey Hindermeyer. How early is early? That sounded extremely early. I would say probably that's in the teens. Yeah, I, would I love those really old ones. Yeah, I know you do. I, know <laughs> I you just do. think like, man, I love playing things that are 100 years old. Yeah, it's tough, though, because until about the, the 30s and 40s, the baseball, there wasn't much in the way of baseball songs except for Take Me Out to the Ball Game. So we could play a bunch of different versions of Take Me Out to the Ball Game, <laughs> but I think that would get boring pretty quick. Yes. Yes, it would. Uh, well, we're about to call in our closer, I think. Well, we're. I think we've... We've got to set up man first. <laughs> what Bring I, him in for like uh, one batter. Take take out the left-handed Oh, I know what batter I wanted to play. Move yeah, on. I, okay, I know what I wanted to play. I wanted to play... Oh, God, there's two more 78s. i got to play these. I've got to play these. And then... So we're going to do four more songs total. All right, so let's play the 78s, and we'll come back and introduce our closer and set up man. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. So you remember our old friend Vernon Dalhart? Yes. Al Craver. Yes. <laughs> and and pseudonyms in the hundreds. He actually did a song that could marginally be called a baseball record. And we're gonna, and you and you are calling that margin now. We're gonna play that record right now. <laughs> I'm in the Hooskow 20 days, just 20 days ago. I met the judge, the kind old judge who was feeling fine and so. 
He gave me just a year in jail, a sociable sort of a gink, all on account of a gallon of corn that I thought I could drink. Now I came home one Saturday night as tight as I could be. I saw a hat on top of the rack where my hat ought to be. What is that, I asked my wife. It's a frying pan, said she. But a frying pan with a hat band on I never before did see. Oh, in 11 more months and 10 more days I'll be out of the calaboose. In 11 more months and 10 more days they're gonna turn me loose. The other day the warden said we'd like to bring you cheer and give you lots of different sports while you are staying here. Now just what athletics do you think that you would like? I said if it's all the same to you I'd like to go on a hike. Now we play baseball once a week and you should see the score. Every player steals a base, they've stolen things before. There's lots of folks would like to come and see us when we play But they build a wall around the place to keep the crowd away Oh, in 11 more months and 10 more days I'll be out of the calaboose In 11 more months and 10 more days they're gonna turn me loose A visitor passing by my cell just the other day. I called him from my window and I said, Now, stranger, say, can you tell me what time it is? He looked me in the face and said, What do you care what time it is? You ain't going any place. A bird in another cell asked me, How long are you in here for? I told him that I'd be here 11 months and 10 days more. I'm here until tomorrow, said he. I said, you son of a gun, you're a lucky guy. He said, am I? Tomorrow I'm going to be hung. Ooh, in 11 more months and 10 more days, I'll be out of the calaboose. In 11 more months and 10 more days, they're going to turn me loose. Another guy with a 10-year stretch got three years off his bit For being a model prisoner, so I shook him by the mitt They're giving a celebration for that lucky son of a gun Because his father's awful proud to have such a wonderful son Oh, in 11 more months and 10 more days I'll be out of the calaboose In 11 more months and 10 more days they're gonna turn me loose I'd like to ride out in the park And just to see Casey They travel for miles And they stand in the aisle And just to see Casey The ladies don't understand baseball a bit They don't know a strike from a foul or a hit But when they see Casey That game has got it Casey, the pride of them all well, folks, here we are at the ballpark. It looks pretty bad for the Mudville boys. It's the last half of the ninth. Two out, two men on base, and there's only one man who could save the day for Mudville. He's coming out of the dugout now. It's the mighty Casey. Oh, Casey's the guy with his eye on the ball, but mostly the ladies. 
Hayes is the guy who's the idol of all, but mostly the lady. Casey is mighty and manly. Casey's a dangerous gent. Egad, when he goes to bat, hang on to your hat. He's batting a thousand percent with the ladies. Oh, Casey is nerve and he knows every curve. He's no hokey pokey. He gets away with that old double play. He's sure okey dokey. He makes all the ladies go gaga, it's true. No wonder they swoon when he comes into view. He was the senator of 1902. Casey, the pride of them all. The mighty Casey is at back. He's got that home run look in his eye. In fact, he's got it in both eyes. The pitcher is winding up, but here comes the pitch. Strike one. With a smile of Christian charity, Great Casey's visage shone. He stilled the rising tumult and bade the game go on. The pitcher is winding up, and here comes the pitch. Strike two! The sneer is gone from Casey's lip. His teeth are clenched in hate. He pounds with cruel violence his bat upon the plate. And now the pitcher holds the ball, and now he lets it go. And now the air is shattered by the force of Casey's blow. Somewhere in this favored land, the sun is shining bright. Somewhere bands are playing flute, and somewhere hearts are light. Somewhere men are laughing, oh, ho, 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 ho. and somewhere children shout. But there is no joy in Mudville. Mary Casey, da 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 da, Mary Casey, da 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 Poor Casey. Have you heard that before? I'm sure you have. I have absolutely I, heard that. Bugs Bunny. Not, not, not that particular version. But. Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. That's a Bugs Bunny uh, soundtrack right there. Really? Yeah. Don't you remember the, the Bugs Bunny where he's he's uh, playing baseball? I think I have seen the Casey thing. Where he twists mm. himself around? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the... Oh, that's the soundtrack from that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we played right before Casey by Jerry Colonna. We played Dalhart. Al Craver. Al, Al Craver. <laughs> Did you get the baseball part? Yes. That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's an early one. That's an early baseball song. It's not really a baseball song. <laughs> there's, but... a, there's a baseball chorus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are now, we, we are... We are now calling in the setup man. We are 21 songs in, and we've got to wrap this thing up because it's people get tired. It, it's like games used to be two and a half hours, and now they're four hours, and so we got we got to bring it to a close. What do you know about the pitch clock? 30 seconds. It's is, a, it, is it happening this year? I don't. I don't know if it's happening this year. It's been happening in minor league games, so it's the guys as they come up to the majors, they're getting used to it. I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know all the ins and outs of how the uh, CBA figured out the um, 
you know, the issues. They're, they're, for this year, they're going to do the ghost runner on second base and extra innings. Is the, They're going to have a designated hitter in the National League yes. this year, aren't yes, they? Yes, they are. Yeah. That's I don't know. It seems sad to me. I mean, I, I, you know, I understand it, but it just seems like, wow, you know, that was just one of the little quirks that made baseball so endearing. But it's been 50 years that the American League has been using I know, it. I know. <laughs> 50 years. And who are we to complain? I mean, Edgar never gets into the Hall of Fame without a DH or so. He might have. He had a, man, he played third base and had good seasons at third base, but he got really, he got hurt really badly playing third base. He, they there was this um Edgar Martinez is who yes. we're talking about so so when he was still playing every day actively not DH he was playing third base they had an exhibition game i think in Vancouver maybe or Calgary i think it was Calgary because that was who their AAA team was at the time and the field wasn't in good condition and he um he did something in mud on around the third base area and he he I think he tore his ACL mm. and and it it I think that it probably affected his it never ability. came back <clears throat> well I mean as you know he he continued to hit like crazy but I don't I think it would have affected his fielding yeah okay so we talked about this earlier. Dave Frischberg did, in fact, die within the last year. He died in November of 2021 in Portland, Oregon. Hmm. Uh, so we... Didn't Jim Bouton play for the Beavers as well? No, the Mavericks. Mavericks, Portland Mavericks, that's right. So all you people who are listening to this show who have <laughs> not watched it yet, go to Netflix and watch this documentary about... The bastards, the the bastards of baseball, isn't that what it is? I'm not sure. But it's it's a documentary about the Portland Mavericks, who were owned by Kurt Russell's father, who was an actor, but then he became kind of an entrepreneur, and he owned the the team, and it was an independent minor league team, single A. Kurt Russell played for it for a while, and Bouton played for it when he was trying to come back. I remember going to a couple of Mavericks games as a kid, I believe. Did you really? Yeah, early 70s. What a crazy... You should watch that documentary. I, I should. It's awesome. It's just so crazy. It looks like it was such a good time to play for those guys. <laughs> anyway, so so Frischberg died, and so did Meatloaf. Yeah. Meatloaf. People make some crazy choices, but he made a choice, and it didn't end up well for him. But... You know, I've resisted for the past two shows of, of playing the Meatloaf baseball song. But it, at this point, given his death and um, the fact that it's uh, probably time to play it because what else would, are we going to play other than the 50 <laughs> other records that I brought up? Paradise under by the, the dashboard, dashboard light. lights. Here we go. It's good. 
Older than the screams Older than the teens There were three men down And the season lost And the toppling was rolled Upon the winter frost Thus brings our third baseball show to a suitable conclusion. Quiet ending. Nice, nice ending. Typical for us Mariner fans. <laughs> Not this year. Not this year. This year's the the season of hope. That's right. <clears throat> well, so we started that little two-song group with uh, Meatloaf, and we ended it with Paul Simon doing Night Game from Still Crazy After All These Years. That That album is... Like nearly 50 years old. I was about to say, that's like 75? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Well, folks, we've had more fun than we probably deserve to have bringing this uh, third baseball show to you. Hopefully we've got you in the mood for opening day. And if not, uh, maybe 4th of July picnic where you play some softball. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You know, you don't have to go watch. You can play. It's true. Yeah. We thank you for joining us. Uh, We appreciate all of you. Uh, If you enjoy our show, we haven't said this lately, but it probably bears repeating that you should, if you listen to it on uh, iTunes podcast, review it, give us five stars, say how great we are, say you love our show. Even if it's not true, say that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what we get out of it, but... But I've heard it's good. Yeah, I've heard it's good, too. I've heard that. Yeah, We should probably figure out how many people actually listen to the podcast. I mean, I know there's a way to figure that out. We need to figure that out. All right. Well, okay, let's figure that out. I guess I can look into it. Okay. We, we, we've been contacted. But do we really about, want the truth? We've been contacted about joining some group of podcasts. Yes. Well, so we can look into that, too. I mean, it doesn't hurt to look. Anyway, thanks, folks. This was fun. Baseball is a passion of mine, uh, and and I, you know, we've got plenty of more songs to play next year. So don't worry, we got more coming. <laughs> There's more baseball coming. Thanks. This Thank is, you for listening. This has been Shellac and Vinyl. Thank you for listening. I'm Guy. I'm Chip. 
and have a good one.